This is Capital Insider, taking you inside politics, policy, and government in Oklahoma. I'm Dick Pryor with Quorum Call publisher Sean Ashley. Our guest is State of Oklahoma Election Board Secretary Paul Zirix. As always, welcome, Paul. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Sean. It's a pleasure to be on the show again. I probably don't need to tell you, Paul, but the 2024 general election is less than a year away. You don't say. It's true. And Election Day will be on November 5th. Registration has been shifting toward Republicans in Oklahoma and independents over the last several years. Where does voter registration stand now? Well, that's exactly true, Sean. And as of October 31st, which is our our most recent month in totals, uh, we have a total of 2,288,500 registered voters in Oklahoma. Of those, around 51.7% are Republicans. 28.6% are Democrats, 18.7% are independents, and just under 1% are libertarians. So that decades-long trend of a shift toward Republicans and independents has continued this year. Lawmakers changed the filing period for office. When will filing occur in 2024, Paul? Well, this election cycle, we're fortunate enough to get to do two filing periods because actually the presidential preferential primary candidate uh, filing period starts December 4th and runs through December 6th. That is where candidates can file to appear on the presidential preferential primary next March. And then the regular candidate filing period for state, federal, and county candidates actually starts uh, on Wednesday, April 3rd. That's a week earlier than it usually is. It's a three-day filing period. And the reason for that is the legislature adjusted the date of the filing period and the the regular primary, which is now June 18th, to provide more time between the June primary and the August runoff to allow for military absentee ballots to be sent out. You mentioned that the primary election is now on June 18th. When then will the primary runoff election be in 2024? Well, there's no change there. That still remains uh, as the last Tuesday in August. And so so that will be Tuesday, August 27th. And of course, the general election is set by state law and federal law. That is that is Tuesday, November 5th. So it's it's hard to believe uh, that we have four statewide elections coming up next year. And we're less than a year away from that general election now. And will independents again be able to vote in the Democratic primary? Well, we don't know yet. The The deadline for political parties to decide whether they will allow independents to vote in their primaries is November 30th of this year. Uh, and so uh, we are still waiting to hear uh, from the from the political parties. But uh, independents or other voters who are interested in that can watch our website. We'll have a notification uh, when we hear one way or the other. One of the new things you have implemented is online voter registration. How successful has that been so far? Well, we're very proud uh, to be able to have this new option for voters. It's a convenient option. It's a secure option. I think it'll grow in popularity. It launched in July of this year. And uh, since that time, we've had uh, almost 4,700 people register to vote or update their registration through that system. However, uh, although it is it is being used about at the level we would anticipate at this point, the, the, the largest number of new and updated voter registrations continue to come to us through Service Oklahoma from people who are getting driver's license services, like get, getting a driver's license for the first time or updating uh, their address on their driver's license. Voter fraud is virtually non-existent in Oklahoma, but election security remains a concern for a lot of people. Do you have any new election integrity measures coming in the next year? 
Well, anytime the legislature gets together, they've got some great ideas about uh, about elections. And so I, I haven't heard yet what uh, bills will be introduced. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, as the chief election official in our state, there's no one who is more committed to election integrity and security than me. It's it's my job. And and while people have a right to believe things that aren't true, there still are some people out there who like to say things that are inaccurate about elections. Uh, for example, we, we continue to hear from people who think that our e-scan voting devices have some secret wireless internet connection, even though those devices were manufactured without any modems, without any wireless capabilities at all. Um, there are people who think that fake ballots can just be, you know, Xeroxed or whatever and, and put in the voting devices when, in fact, uh, the security measures that are in place include unique identifiers on each ballot and a requirement that ballots and, and the voting devices have to be programmed uh, through the same uh, database. Uh, it, there are a number of protections to prevent that. And there, there are even people out there, uh, Dick and Sean, who think that I and other uh, election officials received an advance notice in the middle of 2019 that a pandemic was going to be released in 2020 and that somehow election officials were involved in planning that. Uh, you know, all that stuff is false, of course, but it's, it's important when there are inaccurate things that are said that we, that we try to counter that. Oklahoma is ranked as one of the lowest states in the nation for the percentage of eligible voters who actually vote. You don't make the policies. But do you see any methods worth considering to encourage greater voter participation in Oklahoma? Well, at, at one of one of the statutory uh, job duties of the state election board secretary is to encourage voter registration and to encourage voter participation. And, and we certainly try to do that uh, from here as often as we can. However, I think there are a lot of things out of control uh, of state election officials or anyone else. Uh, one of the things that I think can help drive voter turnout is a perception of competitive uh, races, whether that's for president or for United States senator. And in Oklahoma, I think too often there's there, you know, the, the general public ha it seems to think it's a foregone conclusion who will win a particular election. And, and, and I think political parties and candidates often have that same view as well. And so they maybe are not spending enough uh, money or as much money here to identify their voters, get them registered, get them turned out to vote compared to, say, swing states where political parties and candidates may come in and spend millions of dollars to identify voters and get them turned out. But uh, the bottom line is it's it's important for voters to know uh, that we we have strong election integrity laws in our state, but it's also still convenient to vote. Uh, we, we have an accurate system. Uh, Post-election audits and recounts have consistently proven that. Sometimes we hear about absentee voting. I would encourage you to, your, your listeners to read the Legislative Office of Fiscal Transparency's evaluation of absentee voting laws in Oklahoma. They confirm that it's accurate and secure. And of course, the State Election Board's website is a perfect uh, place to learn more about elections, and that's oklahoma.gov slash elections, oklahoma.gov slash elections. I would encourage your listeners to go there to learn more about elections here in our state. And we are encouraging them to do just that. State Election Board Secretary Paul Zirix, thanks for joining us, and good luck, Paul, in the year ahead. It's a pleasure. Thanks for talking to me. And that's Capital Insider. For more information, go to quorumcall.online. You can find audio and transcripts at kgou.org. And look for Capital Insider where you get podcasts. Until next time, with Sean Ashley, I'm Dick Pryor.
Did you know you are physically adapting to all your swiping, scrolling, and tapping? We're changing our bodies and what they're able to do through our habits. NPR's Body Electric, a special interactive series investigating how to fix the relationship between our tech and our health. Listen in the TED Radio Hour feed wherever you get your podcasts.